Welcome to Two Songs, One Couple, where a geeky metalhead husband swaps songs with his nerdy country girl wife. Grab a drink, get comfy, and join us on our musical chat. Welcome to part two of our discussion of Lateralis. Part two! Where we're talking about the album Lateralis by Tool. To recap a little bit, last week we went through first seven tracks of the album, and your favorite song off of the album was included, which was... The Grudge. And this week we're going to talk about mine. In a moment, let's start off first with the next track, Takes and Leeches. This is probably my least favorite song off the album. I agree. It starts off really cool. The drum beat is yeah. probably one of my favorite drum beats off How the album. How did that go again? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice tongue work. <laughs> Thank you. I had a drum teacher that said, if you can sing it, you can play it too. Ugh, that's not true. <laughs> and I thought to myself, no, it is. Then you understand the rhythm. Anyways, we're going down. Anyway, deep, uh, Ticks and Leeches, our least favorite song off the album. And it does sound better live. It's reminiscent of like Primus, like how fast it goes and like the staccato singing. And the topic grosses me out. I don't want to hear about is it really literally, parasites sucking. Is it really literally about Ticks and Leeches? People can be referred to as parasites. That is true. But then if you title it Ticks and Leeches right off the bat, I get a picture in my brain of a tick. And ticks are really gross to look at, guys. I don't know if you've looked at them before, but they're super gross. And I used to work out in the field where ticks were a real concern. What I think it might be about is more political. Politicians bleeding us dry or maybe like the billionaires of the world or something. Mm-hmm. Along those lines, maybe like motherfuckers in Wall Street. It's like a metaphor. Yeah. And I think you're right. I'm seeing it. It could be the government. It could be politicians. It could be anything like that that bleeds us dry. Take these lyrics. You thieving bastards. You have turned my blood cold and bitter. Beat my compassion black and blue. That right there makes me think that, okay, it's not technically about a physical tick that's sucking on you. Yeah. And that's going to give you Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite lyric is actually, is this what you wanted? Is this what you had in mind? Is this what you wanted? Because this is what you're getting. I hope, I hope, I hope you choke. And it's at the end of the song where it really it built up to such a good ending that you're like, yeah, fuck you, go choke. But there's also a very, very long interlude section 
was just like very slow and you know that part i wasn't too much of a fan of mm-hmm. when i heard it live it made a little more sense it brings it back down and builds it back up again to end it but on the album it kind of drags yeah it was a rare treat for us to see that song live because they don't really perform it live and they stopped performing it live because it hurts maynard's voice ah there's a little too much screaming in it and so yeah we're probably never going to hear that song live again that's okay i'm okay with that. <laughs> yes it's an okay song so the next song on the album is actually your favorite right that's right this is my favorite song off the album it's the title track lateralis I have a, the CD, one of the early versions of the CD, where there's a typo on it. Oh, it's lateralis, not yeah. less. L-A-T-E-R-A-L-I-S is how they spelled it on my version of the album. Yeah. They corrected it in future prints of this album. Hmm. Ooh, does that mean that that album is worth way more money than the others? It could be, but it's open. Could I be a bazillionaire and not even know it? I think if it was sealed, maybe Damn. Tool Collector would, would love it. But it's open and it's very, very used, as so you can you see. So you ruined it. And the CD has a bunch of scratches on it. I've spun this album for 20 years. Yes. So it's the self-titled track off the album. It's about nine and a half minutes long. Before I talk about the song, years ago, one of my coworkers, you'll know who you are if you're listening to this. But she invited me to a karaoke bar (laughs) or a bar that had a karaoke night. I'm not the biggest fan of karaoke, but I'm like, okay, I'll go hang out, have a few drinks, see what this is about. And the song list gets shoved into my face. (sighs) Okay, I guess I'll do one. I'm flipping through the pages and I see Tool on there. I'm like, oh, there's Tool on here. Fuck yeah. (laughs) And I I look at the songs and I expect you to see like Sober or something. But I see Lateralis on here. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm, I'm singing this. No. So I submit the song. I'm like, I love Lateralis. I love this song. This is going to be great. (laughs) This is going to be so good. And I get up. It's my turn. The intro starts. And the screen says something like 100 measure break or something. You know how like (laughs) karaoke has like eight measure break for solos? Oh, God. Like like a guitar solo. So mine said like 50 measure, 100 measure. It's like a huge number. I'm like, oh, what did I do? (laughs) No. So I'm just sitting there in front of everybody, <laughs> staring into space. I don't know what to do with myself while this intro plays. And it's about a minute and a half long before I even <laughs> sing. That's so awkward. And then I start singing and nobody knows what this song is. So nobody cares. No one sings along. I'm having a good time. That's all that matters, though. <laughs> um, also, what I didn't expect is it's not the full song. It ends at um, reaching out to embrace the random, reaching out to embrace 
whatever may come. Yeah. So I sing that line fully expecting to be waiting for another hundred measures before the vocals come in. And I'm just standing there and all of a sudden I hear, okay, thank you, Peter, for singing that song. I'm, I'm confused because I still think there's more song. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I hand the mic back and then I get out of there. And I learned a very important lesson that day. <laughs> Where you don't choose songs you love at a karaoke bar. No, you just don't you choose... Cho- you um... choose crowd-pleasing songs that <laughs> yes. everyone knows and loves. Like, you sing Bon Jovi. You sing yeah. shit with the chorus people can sing along to. You sing Journey. Yep. Toto. Molly, Molly Crew, Elton John. Yeah. Uh, you do not sing Tool. You do not sing Subnot. <laughs> Dream Theater. No. So, why is Lateralis your favorite? Well, I love this song because it's very uh, math-related. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, the name of the song. So, now uh... you're the nerdy one. I was the nerdy one in part one. Now you're the nerdy one in part two. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, what is a lateralis anyway? Denoting a position farther from the median plane or midline of the body or a structure. That means nothing to me. <laughs> Those are just words. What? Explain it to me. Break it down. Basically, it's not in the middle. So, not like mainstream. So yeah. That's yeah, kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, got it. And it's very math-based. It is. They snuck in like a Fibonacci sequence. Well, let's break down what the Fibonacci sequence is. It starts off with one and one. And then the next number is made up of the sum of the two previous numbers. So one plus one is two. So now you have one, one, two. The next number is made up of the sum of the previous new numbers. Two plus one is three. Of the previous two numbers. Two numbers, yeah. Three plus two, five. Five plus three, eight. So it's... Eight plus five, 13. So overall, it's... One, one, two, three, five, eight, and so forth. Yeah. Got it. I remember learning about this in science. You see this in like the spirals of shells, right? Yeah. Like snails, sea- spirals. Seashells. Seashell. Yeah. You'll see it occur a lot in nature. Yeah, it's a cool pattern. You can kind of think of it as kind of a, a spiral, but not a perfect spiral, right? A perfect spiral is like circular. Yeah. Think of this more as like a oval spiral that just kind of grows bigger and bigger with each circle. Yeah. Like a snail. Yeah. Like a snail a shell. Snail shell. Exactly. Yeah. So the lyrics goes, black, then white are all I see in my infancy, red and yellow then came to be. Let me stop there. So the first word was one syllable, mm-hmm. then another one, two syllables, then three syllables, then five syllables, and then eight syllables. So it goes up the Fibonacci sequence and it kind of stops there and goes back down to five and then goes back down to three. So that's partially why I like the song. Also, you think about the way the time signature is laid out with that opening riff. Mm-hmm. It's nine, eight, 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 and seven, eight. And nine, eight, seven is the 16th entry in the Fibonacci sequence. Nerd. They layered the references of Fibonacci all throughout this song, which is really cool. I do like that part. They also talk about spirals, like flat out. They say spirals. But you talked about the initial lyrics, and that's the part where the song actually loses me, is right in the beginning where Maynard's like black and white, and we talk about colors, and we're talking about yellow, and we're talking about red. What's wrong with it? There's nothing like overtly wrong with it. It's just super simple and hard for me to relate to the fact that he's talking about colors oh should he have rhymed the same word with the same word would that have been art (laughs) artistry in your mind yes (laughs) don't be a dick because i know exactly what you're talking about right now Um, others don't (laughs) but then like it makes sense right you start off seeing black and white when you're little when you're a little kiddo your little baby it's like i'm hungry or i'm not i want this thing or i don't right and you see more colors as you progress and as you grow and you start to observe more things 
when you explain it like that, it does give it more depth. But for me, when I first heard this song, I took it at face value. And I was just like, I am not relating to black and white. This song's really long. <laughs> yeah, we got that fucking country song where he says you should have seen it in color. But that song is beautiful, and we can get to that some other time. I like that song, dickhead. My gut reaction to this song was a rejection of that initial, what I viewed as simplistic lyrics. But I've always loved the second half of Lateralis, Mm -hmm. and that's still true today. And I've grown to appreciate the first half more, especially hearing your interpretation of the color scheme. (laughs) But the second half of Lateralis has always really spoken to me, and that is some good rock and shit right there. Yeah, let's talk about the second half. It goes back down really quiet, where it's just a simple bass line. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And then, and yeah, and a simple little quiet guitar part too. And then my favorite is what Danny Carey is doing on the drums, yeah. where it's almost like he's playing a different time signature. Or and so Danny Carey almost sounds like he's playing a different song. Yeah. While the band is playing a different song, and it sounds like it doesn't go together. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like they messed up. And how are they going to get out of this? They diverge into two different paths. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. converge back together. During the whole time that he's doing that pattern or whatever, mm-hmm. he still hits the crash cymbal and with this one spot that's on beat with what the other band members are playing. Yeah. But it's like in the middle of his drum beat. So it's a really awkward part of his drum beat. Yeah. And I thought that was a really nice touch. Just like one little crash cymbal. Yeah. They come back together and play together. And then there's that guitar breakdown shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the whole band comes in at the very end, and it's a very head-banging part to yes. end the song. And Maynard's vocals at the end also tie everything together. Feels like you're in a spiral. Musically, they're doing a spiral, mm-hmm. and it all just sounds so cool. That's why I love this song so much. The weird polyrhythmic part reminiscent of what King Crimson would do. And then to come back together and then to, to kick your ass at the end is why I love this song so much. Yeah, it's awesome. And it totally makes up for the first half of the song. <laughs> yeah, my favorite lyrical moment is just overthinking, overanalyzing, separates the body from the mind. You took mine. Sorry. <laughs> you try to pick apart something so much or you overthink things. It's not necessarily good. If you overthink something or overanalyze something, you might miss out on something else. Like, let's say we should go on vacation in, we talked about Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. It's a possible vacation spot. And then we just started thinking and thought that, well, is it safe? Should we go? Well, in our defense, it was relatively close to when 9-11 happened. True. That's true. I'm Jewish. (laughs) 
so there were definitely considerations that we yeah. we should have done. Yeah, but I, you're right. Like, we did overthink it and ended up not but going. But we, yeah, we missed the opportunity. I overthink and overanalyze ad nauseum. And I kind of hate that about myself um yeah but it's good too because you think about a lot of things that maybe i don't i overthink fucking everything do you feel like it stops you from doing things yes and no i feel like sometimes it just literally stops me from experiencing it which sucks Mm. and other times i'm able to kind of work through it and experience it like sushi i had a huge mental block with eating raw fish because of whatever reason in my head didn't want to eat raw fish and then you slowly like drew it out of me and now i love sushi yeah that's one of my favorite things so that's your favorite lyrical moment huh the overthinking over analyzing separates the body from the mind yeah and then i went a little bit further with it to the next lines where it's withering my intuition missing opportunities and i must feed my will to feel my moment drawing way outside the lines so the song is essentially about getting out of your comfort zone yeah and trying things and just embrace the random things that whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen true but i think that's one of the reasons why i think you and i are a good match because you are a little bit more carefree and willing to like push and try things whereas i'm more reserved and cautious and so i cause you to kind of pause every now and then and think some things a little bit more through Mm. and you do the opposite with me where you cause me to just stop thinking and to just try it and see what happens and so i think we're a good match because of that i definitely know i would not have this expansive of a music palette without you it does take a lot of effort to do that there's a lot of stuff that is not good or a lot of stuff that i don't feel is good so Mm -hmm. it is a lot of sifting through stuff that's not for me to find the stuff that is for me some people are comfortable in their the songs that they listen to in their formative years they're happy with just listening to that and not listening to anything new and that's that's okay if that's what you want but um every generation does this where a generation talks shit about the (laughs) the generation below them and their music yeah. Because I remember like listening to Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and uh, someone of a previous generation say to me that that stuff's garbage, stuff's on the radio's <laughs> garbage. Oh, MTV? They should call it MTV. <laughs> like, okay, old man, <laughs> fuck off. And then I remember like Jimi Hendrix coming on the radio or something and yeah. like he was like rocking out to it. And, oh, God, old man. <laughs> um, not that Jimi Hendrix was bad or anything. It's just older music that I wasn't quite into yet a lot of people our age now Mm -hmm. we're older now a lot of people are stuck in the 90s hell yeah then i hear the same thing where like the music that kids listen to these days is awful i'm like (laughs) oh my god you just turned into all of our parents right now (laughs) listen to yourself i didn't want to be stuck in that cycle myself and stuck into the same music that you know i didn't want to turn into one of those grumpy back in my day music was bad like (laughs) there's so much good music right now being made yeah waiting for you to listen to it waiting for anyone to discover it yeah you just have to work for it like the radio is not going to do the work for you anymore yeah you have to put in the effort and if you're not willing to do it then okay you can listen to the the same stuff if that's what you want but i like to listen to all sorts of different artists and stuff that makes me uncomfortable stuff that i don't know if i'm gonna like it maybe it's not gonna be for me but i should at least try I think it's unfortunate that the radio is no longer that source of new music that it once was because it does require so much more effort now to find new artists, in particular if it's not pop, maybe rap and R&B, even R&B sometimes I feel like it's hard to find new artists. 
But if it's not in those three genres and country, maybe those four genres, then it's really hard to find great new artists, right? You have to really do the work, like you said. It's kind of a double-edged sword. Now more than ever, so much music is accessible. You kind of need a guide, you know, it's maybe something to help you. Because there's too much of it. Yeah, now we've got option paralysis. Yeah. I still have a hard time sifting through it and getting to everything that I want to, but it's also fun. It's part of the fun. And I enjoy like exploring and I enjoy like taking dives into the weird and unknown. To bring it back to lateralis, it's what it's about. So yeah, the journey to like embracing the random is, it's not always going to work out. That's part of it. It's part of the discovery. Mm -hmm. But you got to like not settle for that yeah you You gotta gotta push through it you gotta be willing to make the leap and you gotta be willing to to try it so we're gonna talk about the lyrics that close out this song the lyrics say with my feet upon the ground i lose myself between the sounds and open wide to suck it in i feel it move across my skin i'm reaching up and reaching out i'm reaching for the random or whatever will bewilder me whatever will bewilder me and following our will and wind we may just go where no one's been We'll ride the spiral to the end and may just go where no one's been. Spiral out, keep going, spiral out. Yeah, so it's this idea where, yeah, it's uncomfortable and I'm not quite sure where I'm going, but I'm going to go for it. And in so doing, I may go where no one's been before and I'm going to spiral. And it might feel that way too, where Mm -hmm. you're going to spin out of control, but Tool is saying, just keep going, keep going on that spiral, keep going on that ride. Eventually it'll come back around. You could come out the other side better for it. Yeah. And you may enjoy the ride, right? Yeah. Mention this to me. Mention something. Mention anything. Mention this to me. Watch the weather change. The next song on the album is called Disposition. Before you continue, these next three songs are generally considered to be one suite, so to speak. Whenever we see them play these songs live, they're always in a group. Disposition, Reflection, and Triad. They're always played back to back. Yeah. This part of the album is definitely like the slower, more soundscapey part of the album. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of weird electronic noises that I'm not a huge fan of. A lot of really long, drawn out notes that I have often fallen asleep to many times while live in concert. All right. So disposition. So it's a super slow, sleepy kind of interlude song. It has some nice lyrics where it's like, mention this to me and watch the weather change when i hear this song a lot of times i visualize a sunny sky transitioning to a cloudy kind of stormy maybe thunderstormy it's really pretty you do get the sense of transitions i never really thought about the lyrics on this one it's just kind of like i imagine a dude chilling on his porch with a cold beer in a rocking chair looking at the clouds to me it's like a lovely warm summer thunderstorm Mm -hmm. i experienced those a, a lot as a kid in 
when I would visit relatives in Indiana where it's warm, you get these cool noises and these flashes of lightning and then the rain and I get the sense that I'm like back there or that I'm going back there. Yeah. The transition from disposition to reflection I think is pretty cool. The drummer is playing the transition between the two songs where it's that um boom. <laughs> I love that part. Doom. And then he plays this thing on the snare drum where he just lets the stick fall on it. Yeah. Or just goes almost like dropping something on on a table or something like that. Yeah. And then (laughs) And then it goes into, yeah, reflection. is a song that I didn't like at first. Oh, interesting. It dragged for a long time. It kind of stays at the same level for like, I don't know, four or five minutes? Yeah. This is another song that didn't quite make sense to me until I saw it live. Mm-hmm. It just very, 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 very slowly builds. Yeah. It kind of sounds like it stays at the same level, but like yeah. little things are being added as you go along. Just tiny little things. Yeah. So slowly that sometimes you don't realize it. Yeah, I totally agree. This is the song that I was referring to earlier that I found to be overtly spiritual and have very like spiritual lyrics to it. For example, so crucify the ego before it's far too late to leave behind this place so negative and blind and cynical. And you will come to find that we are all one mind capable of all that's imagined and all conceivable. Just let the light touch you and let the words spill through and let them pass right through bringing out our hope and reason before we pine away. It's beautiful and it's got this sense of spirituality and it has some terminology that's connecting it to spirituality. Like it says crucify, it has like before we pine away. Pray in there. Right, and hope and light and all these words that are bringing you to this spiritual essence. It's a pretty song. It's hypnotic in the beginning with the drums and then it builds to something that's really pretty and you can dig. And then it fucking ends with the goddamn sleepy song. I don't like it. I hate that part. It's nice. I do like I Must Crucify the Ego before it's far too late. Well, it's called Reflection and it's about looking inward, looking at oneself, looking at your reflection. From time to time, I want to look inward and see if there's something I can improve upon. Because I know a lot of people get set in their ways and I certainly do. And I don't always want to be that way because there could be like new arguments, new information or something that could change my mind and something that could make me better, whether it be the beliefs I have or even the words I say. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. And it's so hard. Oh, it is. You know how hard it is to change somebody's mind about something? Add on top of that, the desire to voluntarily look inside and be self-aware and be that critical of yourself is hard. And it's uncomfortable. It's totally something that 
I strive to do as well. I think it makes me a better person. Yeah. For example, like before we had our dogs, I kind of had the impression that pit bulls were mean and vicious dogs, dangerous dogs. I didn't take the time to do any research on it. We went to the shelter in Martinez and found our popper, but we met a few pit bulls that day and they were all so sweet. Yeah. Maybe all that was wrong. So we decided to adopt her and like a day or two of getting Leela, she had something in her mouth that she shouldn't be eating. And I was able to like reach in there and just grab it from her. No problem. She wasn't aggressive toward me. She didn't Mm -hmm. try to bite back or anything. She was like, okay, fine. (laughs) they're nice dogs they're just like any other freaking dog good and bad dogs in every breed so we ended up with a couple of good doggos and our minds have been changed and that whole ordeal made me examine my journey someone told me this or something told me this and i took it at face value without going out and checking it out myself yeah which i should have yeah so that's one example of reflecting looking back at myself and seeing how i should have done better It's interesting. I feel like the second half of lateralis has a lot of that theme in there of like kind of breaking through preconceived notions or trying new things and finding out for yourself and just letting go or reflecting inwards. It's interesting that that theme has come out through this discussion because I didn't think about that before. Yeah. So because of that, and I think that there's like a good ending there, why don't we just speed through our review of triad and I don't even know how to pronounce the last one, fipedoid. Yeah, so triad is the third in the uh, disposition reflection triad trilogy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Third movement or whatever. Yeah. It's basically kind of like a jam. What I like about it, too, is not all the uh, drum fills are perfect. Mm -hmm. You can kind of tell he flubs just a little bit, but it gives us this human feeling to it. In general, the whole album has a very organic feel to it. Mm -hmm. And from what I've read, they don't play to a click track, mm-hmm. whether in studio or live. So it sounds more organic. And I kind of appreciate that about them. So with Triad, the way it ends, it just kind of ends in a whimper. Yeah, I so agree. So the whole album doesn't end quite satisfactory. I agree. Which is why it's not in my number one album. It's number <laughs> two. Yeah, and then there's Fyabdewad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know how to pronounce the last song. And it's really not worth even like talking all that much about because it's just a bunch of fucking noise. I usually skip it. I usually end the album after listening to Triad. Yeah, me too. That's it. That's the album. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. This is very different from what we usually do. Yeah. And um, we went off on quite a few tangents, but yeah. hopefully it was entertaining. Let us know. We are always open to feedback. Overall, like... Part two, there's a theme about try something new. Go out and get a little uncomfortable and push through it. And who knows? Maybe you might like it. So talk to somebody 
you've never talked to before or do something that you've been holding yourself back from doing for whatever reason and maybe give it a shot give it a try as long as you don't hurt yourself or anybody else (laughs) it doesn't even have to be anything big you don't have to go jump off of a plane or jump out of a plane uh you could just as simple as trying a new candy yeah so what are you gonna do peter what are you gonna try you know what i want to revisit it's a country album actually is it high women as you all know country is not in my wheelhouse at all this is not a recommendation from Sam either. I think I found this on a top list of whatever year that came out. Mm-hmm. I do want to revisit that. Um, I sense another crisscross applesauce coming on. Maybe. How about you? What are you going to do? I am going to read a very serious book. <laughs> so I am putting aside my sci-fi and young adult books for a little bit to read a super serious and depressing book because I feel like I need to learn more about that topic. So I'm reading, I think it's called American Genocide. It's all about the the history of the California Native Americans and how depressing and terrible that was. So yeah. Yeah, that does sound intense. It does. And it's super uncomfortable. And it's a part of history that growing up in California, you would think that we have learned through the school system, but we didn't. I am now trying to expand my knowledge base on that and work through that uncomfortableness there and, and try and better understand their anger and their current fight to get recognition and a seat at the table. Oh, shit. That's way more intense than my thing. (laughs) I'm just going to listen to a country album. But that's super uncomfortable for you, too. So there you go. That's true. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this. Go do something new. Maybe check out Tool. If you're not a Tool fan already, we hope this at least makes you curious. And we hope that you check them out. Thank you for listening to Two Songs, One Couple. If you like what you hear and you want more, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TwoSongsOneCouple.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you very much. Bye! Grudge. The Grudge, actually. Is it the Spotify has it as Grudge? The fuck, dude? It says The Grudge right here, dude. Spotify. Uh oh. Fuck, I was wrong. Reading is hard.
<laughs> How's it go? <laughs> you heard it. One time show only. Bye. 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 <laughs> hey.